This is In the Word with Mel Bennett, a study of scripture passages from the Word of God. Thank you so much for being with us today. Pastor Bennett has had a few health issues since our last episode, and I've been on a bit of a hiatus myself since season 12 of the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible wrapped up at the end of August. For today's episode, Pastor Bennett is again in chapter 1 of the Gospel of John. And why not? John chapter 1 is one of the most beautiful and important chapters in the Bible that speaks of the divinity of Christ. Pastor Bennett talks about that, and at the end of his message today, he has a timely exhortation for those of us who call Jesus Lord. So, if you have your Bible with you, let's read along with our pastor. Pastor Bennett, welcome back. We're going to begin a series of Bible studies on the Gospel of John today, and trust that they will be a rich blessing to you as we bring them. Uh, We're studying in John chapter number 1, verses 7 through 9, and uh, ask you to get your Bible out and follow along with us as we study today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, get that, without Him, Nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. Now notice again what is said there, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. And so Jesus Christ came as a light. John wrote his gospel in approximately 58 A.D., at this time, John was the only one left of the, all the apostles. All the others had been killed for their preaching of the gospel. For John, the revelator, to declare that Jesus was God and with God in the beginning was blasphemy of the worst kind among Jews in his day. So John had great courage in presenting his gospel. I can only say, wow, what boldness. But John boldly proclaims that Jesus is God's incarnate man. He not only is with God, but in fact is God. And he is the great creator of all things. He is the one who brought them into existence. What an act of boldness and courage this must have taken Again, to state that Jesus was equal with God, and in fact was God, was the worst kind of blasphemy that could have been given in John's day. Blasphemy that was worthy of death. But for the believer, it was a matter of simply stating a fact. Jesus was truly alive, 
and was God. So John makes a bold statement. Jesus was with God from the beginning. And as such, he was God and the creator of all things. Wow, what a powerful statement. May God give us men and women of this kind of courage. People who will stand up for Jesus, even if it means their very lives. Someone has said in America, we have become soft. May God put a backbone in us today that will stand firm and straight and uphold the principles of truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As believers, we must go back to the beginning and be willing to state uh, our belief that Jesus is truly God. When we have settled that issue, then we can move on in our minds. We can then move on in our hearts and move to other issues in the word of God. But until we accept the fact that he is God, we cannot truly believe. How can we believe for anything if Jesus is not truly God? He can do nothing for us. But John then makes another bold statement. Verses 4 and 5. In him was life, and the light shined in darkness. In him was life, and that life was the light of men, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I love that. I, I like the term overcome in this passage. Jesus is life, and that life is light, not the light of the sun. In Genesis, the Bible says that God spoke light into existence on the first day in Genesis 3.1. In Revelation 21.23 and 24, the city of God needs no light or sun or moon or stars, for the Lamb is the light. So Jesus is our life and our light. He is our life and we accept him. He gives us life and light revelation of truth and that more abundantly praise God. John then states, the light shines in darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. John here points to the resurrection of Jesus. Think of it. They tried to put the light out, uh, but they could not. The devil thought that he won. He had put the Son of God to death. But on the third day, Jesus arose triumphant over hell, over death, and the grave. Praise God. He was triumphant. He was victorious. And so it is today. Light will always prevail in the end. Many times we as Christians think that it is oh so dark, and the darkness has won. And uh, we need but look up and we will see the light still shining. We live in a sin-darkened world, and it is very dark at times. But thanks be unto God. The truth will win in the end. Keep looking up. Praise God. If you will check it out, you will find that the light always wins. Open the door to a dark room, and you will see the light penetrates the darkness and not the reverse. In verse 6, John the Revelator introduces the other John. This is John the Baptist. John the Revelator then tells us 
that God sent for him, John the Baptist, was a man whom was sent for a specific purpose. And his purpose was very clear and very uh, true to the gospel. He was not that light. It is important that we understand that it is stated very clearly that he was not that light. It is important that we understand that John the Baptist never claimed to be the light, but was a way always pointing men to look unto the light, true light, which was Jesus, praise God. He said, look to the light, look to the Lamb of God, and you will see the light. I have attempted to follow a pattern in my life and ministry of not saying anything about a ministry if that ministry was doing more than I was. Nevertheless, I do feel that it is important that I speak to the issue at hand and uh, speak out on the issue at hand. I realize no one of any sense at all claims to be equal with Christ, but there are some who seem uh, to promote themselves above Christ. All I am saying is, be careful who you follow. If anyone could have laid claim to some of the praise of people, it was John the Baptist. I love the words of John the Baptist when he said plainly, he must increase, but I must decrease. May God help us to have the same kind of an attitude in our lives that John the Baptist had in his life. He must increase, but I must decrease. John the Baptist had a specific ministry to accomplish. He wanted to prepare a way for the Messiah, the Christ, and that he did. When Jesus Christ came, he declared and was willing to step aside his was a message of repentance and God's forgiveness of sin. He was not that light, but was a testimony to witness of the coming light. I believe ours is similar in a message today. It is one of repentance. It is one that everyone who believes uh, can receive that marvelous gift of God and be forgiven of their sins. If you are listening today and uh, will accept him, Jesus, as Lord and Savior, he is ready to forgive you and in your sins and make your life a life worth living and a testimony of his power. There is a beautiful hymn that says it well. It was written by Isaac Watts, who was born 17th of July, 1674, and died November 25th, 1748, and yet is sung many times today. It's called At the Cross. Isaac Watts was a prolific speaker of words and a, a popular hymn writer. He is credited with some 750 hymns. His works include When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, Joy to the World, and our God, our help in ages past, and the hymn I want to use today, At the Cross. He is uh, recognized as the godfather of English hymnody. Many of the hymns remain in use today and have been translated 
into numerous languages. Listen as I quote to you some of the beautiful hymns that he wrote. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred brow for such a worm as I? At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Verse 2 says, Was it for crimes that I had done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. And then goes the chorus again at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Verse 3 reads, Well might the sun in darkness hide and shut his glories in. When Christ the mighty maker died, for man the creature's sin. And then follows the chorus. Verse 4 says these words so beautifully. Thus might I hide my blushing face, while his dear cross appears. Dissolve my heart in thankfulness, and melt my eyes to tears. Verse number 5 says as we read, but depths of grief can ne'er repay the depths of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself to thee. Tis all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. There are a couple of questions I want to leave you with today. As a believer, it is essential that you have courage. Listen, friend, it is essential if you're going to believe in Jesus Christ today that you have the courage to stand up for God, irregardless of the blowing winds of time and the change that comes in our world. We live in a world full of, as they call it, woke uh, speaking and uh, the language is changing rapidly and what once was meant is no longer meant. And so you have to have the courage to stand against the evil in the world. Secondly, if you're not trusting in Christ for your salvation, I urge you to accept him today, to believe on the Lord and to accept Jesus as your personal Savior and receive him right now. Follow with me as we pray. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart today. Help me, O oh God. Help me that I might have my sins forgiven and know the joy of my salvation. In Jesus' name I pray and for the glory of God. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer with Pastor Bennett and gave your life to the Lord, I would love to send you a copy of the New Believer's Bible. It's a very special edition of the New Testament with hundreds of notes written by Pastor Greg Laurie that are meant to help you get into God's Word and start growing in your faith. It's free, and it is LifeSpring Media's gift to you. All you need to do is send me an email at steve at lifespringmedia.com and tell me that you prayed that prayer with Pastor Bennett. 
and let me know where to send your copy of the New Believer's Bible. I won't share or sell your information to anyone. That's a promise. I just want to help you get a firm foundation. Again, that email address is steve at lifespringmedia.com. And in the subject line of your email, please put, I prayed with Pastor Bennett. And thank you, Pastor Bennett, for bringing us once more a look at Scripture that encourages us to meet the real and the living Messiah. And beloved listener, I know for a fact that Pastor Bennett would love to hear from you. You can email him at pastorb at lifespringmedia.com. Take a moment out of your day and drop him a line. I hope you'll join us next time. The best way to get all of Pastor Bennett's podcasts is to subscribe. Of course, it's free. If you have a podcast app, just search in your app for In the Word with Mel Bennett, or you can subscribe at subscribe.lifespringmedia.com. There's even a way there for you to receive an email whenever a new episode is published. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. My name is Steve Webb.